I suggest that we can prove the existence of God from the impossibility of the contrary. As Christians, we do not give up our intellect. The strongest evidence and argument for the existence of God is that without a belief in God, you can't prove anything. How can the law be material? That's the question I'm going to ask you. I would say no. And can you give me an example of anything other than God that's immaterial? Welcome to the Revealed Apologetics podcast. I'm your host, Elias Ayala, and here at Revealed Apologetics, Our goal is to equip believers to defend the Christian faith, and we want to equip you to do it in a way that is honoring to God and faithful to Scripture. So sit back, relax, get your thinking caps on, and let's dive into our topic for today. The following segment is taken from a portion of a class that I taught on the topic of the attributes of God. And so the entire lesson is not included, uh, just the portion of it that is relevant to our topic for today, which is exploring the, the, the idea of God's eternality and timelessness. Okay, And again, if you're wondering how's this, how is this related to apologetics, well, it's very much related to apologetics in that when we defend the Christian faith, that includes understanding clearly the concept of God so that when misrepresentations are brought up against the concept of God, we're able to adequately address um, those issues coming from a position in which we we understand what the biblical data says and and we're able to philosophically make sense out of what the Bible has to say uh, concerning what God is like. All right, so I hope you guys enjoy this this segment. Um, I would love some feedback. If you like this, I'll try to um, record uh, some other... Uh, times where I'm teaching or or something like that, and I'll share it on the podcast. So enjoy. All right. Um, Welcome back. In the last class, we went through the topic of the attributes of God, which we'll be continuing today. And we went through the communicable attributes and the incommunicable attributes of God. And we learned what an attribute was. Uh, we learned what uh, communicable attributes uh, um, are and what incommunicable attributes are. And so by way of brief review, we defined an attribute quite simply as the characteristics of a thing, right? That which makes a thing what it is. And then we applied this definition to the doctrine of God so as to ask the question, what is God like? 
Now, we discussed how to ask this question is, is really to engage with the doctrine of God. For, for the doctrine of God necessitates that we describe God's attributes as he has revealed them to his creatures, both in general and special revelation. Okay, This is very, very important because uh, the Christian faith is a revelatory faith. Okay, That is to say that we believe that God has revealed himself. And so... Um, we can't understand really anything about God unless he has taken the initiative to reveal himself. And so within the Christian worldview, we understand that God has revealed himself in various ways. Now today, um, we will be discussing some of the other attributes of God, some of which will include God's eternity, uh, God's timelessness, his immutability, and perhaps some other attributes if, if time allows. And of course, as we move through the different attributes of God, um, I'll be sure to um, define my terms so that you're not kind of left in the dark as to what on earth I am talking about, okay? All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, as a complete aside, uh, we're going to spend an entire class in uh, the future going through the triune nature of God. What is, what is this idea of the Trinity, right? Uh, but for now, uh, let us begin by exploring the concept of divine eternity. What does it mean to describe God as eternal? Now, when asking this question, I, I want to get this out of the way at the beginning. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to have any confusion here. Um, that is, I want to make an important distinction between the eternity of God and the timelessness of God, and they are by no means the same thing. And the differences between them warrant, I think, an adequate differentiation, which um, I'm going to uh, go into in just a, in just a few moments. All right. Now, since it is quite impossible for us to speak of God in any adequate fashion without appealing to how God has revealed himself, um, it's going to be appropriate to include some of the scriptural data. So uh, let us now take a look at um, some passages here, okay? So now if we're talking about the eternality of God, we ask the question, what does the Bible say in this regard, okay? And so if you can jot these references down um, and kind of just follow along, uh, Psalm chapter 90, verse 2. The book of Psalms, chapter 90, verse 2 says, Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world, ready, check this out, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. That's Psalm 90, verse 2. Or perhaps if we jump into the New Testament, we have 1 Timothy 1, verse 17. 1 Timothy 1, verse 17, which says, Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, and you see there clearly God is called the eternal and immortal one. And uh, let's jump back into the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 says, Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Okay, now, the verses uh, pertaining the, to the eternality of God uh, really can be multiplied. Uh, but, but I think it's clear that, that God is eternal. Um, that truth is a biblical truth uh, concerning the nature of God. And that's important. Uh, when we're going over various attributes, we want to make sure that we're going through these attributes and that those attributes are themselves grounded in, in Scripture. Okay? Now, the eternality of God is also an inherent feature of the concept of God, uh, philosophically speaking. And we understand in a philosophical sense that God is a necessary being. That is to say that God exists out of a necessity of his own nature. It is God's nature 
to exist. And hence, there was never a state of affairs in which God did not exist. And nor will there ever be a time in which God does not exist. He is the eternal one, the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end, as we're told in Scripture. So, as an attribute of God, it is necessary to understand that God is eternal. Okay? But, um, as I mentioned before, uh, there is a very important distinction between the concept of God's eternality and the concept of God's timelessness. Okay? Um, one could exist eternally and also exist in time. And again, that's a confusing concept to wrap our, our minds around, but kind of just bear with me for a moment, right? As I understand the issues, eternality does not necessarily entail timelessness. Now, before continuing, let me define the concept of timelessness as I understand it. The timelessness of God is the idea that God exists um, independently of time. He doesn't exist in time. There's, there's no past, present, and future for God. Rather, God exists in a sort of um, eternal now, okay? Now, some theologians and philosophers believe that the attribute of timelessness is an accidental attribute of God. That is to say that it is an attribute of God that is not itself an essential characteristic of God. Okay, thinkers who hold to this view might suggest that, that while God existed timelessly prior to creation, if we can even speak that way, uh, given that God chose to create, he now relates to time in some way, right? So uh, again, th th there's, there's this distinction uh, between different sorts of attributes. Some philosophers and, and theologians have made a distinction between essential attributes of God and accidental attributes of God. Essential attributes of God are characteristics of God that are essential to his nature. And accidental uh, attributes of God are attributes of God that are not essential to his nature, that those attributes can no longer obtain when God stands in a different relation to something else. Okay, And so if God is timeless, he exists timelessly without creation, but then exists in time or relates to time in some way, shape, or form after having created, then it, seems, it would seem to follow that timelessness is not an essential characteristic or attribute of God. Okay. Now, that being said, um, this is actually a, d a debated theological issue and philosophical issue. My purpose here is not to really take sides in this really interesting debate, but rather to make an important distinction between the concepts of eternality and timelessness. Now, there are, of course, thinkers who believe that the attribute of timelessness is a necessary characteristic of God, and hence God cannot exist in time, nor will he ever. On this view, God transcends time itself and he's not limited by it, all right? So you have different, um, you know, thinkers who uh, fall on uh, different sides of the scales. I'll give you an example. Um, uh, Christian philosopher and apologist William Lane Craig, um, Dr. Craig believes that God existed timelessly uh, before creation. And again, the word before needs to be caveated. I don't want to get too... Uh, philosophically abstract and make these qualifications and make what I'm saying confusing. Uh, okay. But, um, but after having created, God relates to time in some way. Okay. But if you take someone like uh, the theologian uh, Wayne Grudem, who wrote that systematic theology, right? Um, he holds the idea that God exists outside of time. God is timeless, right? So you have different thinkers who uh, stand on different, you know, uh, at different points of the spectrum, so to speak. Okay, now ultimately one might say, well, who cares? You know, well, well, actually, you have to understand that theology, 
especially systematic theology, we have to understand that every specific theological truth that we hold is connected to other truths. And so if you hold to something like the timelessness of God, that's going to actually have implications somewhere down the line in your theological understanding of something else. And in like fashion, if you believe that God uh, exists in time, that's going to affect you know, your theology on some other points down the road. So theology is is connected. And so, um, whereas you're not going to die on, on any one of those hills, uh, it is important because everything we believe theologically is connected to other things. We want to make sure that we're understanding uh, who God is in a consistent fashion. Um, but, but these issues are, are difficult, and some may argue that, um, on the one hand, while the Bible speaks clearly of the eternality of God, um, the data is underdeterminative as to whether God exists, exists timelessly. Okay, And you have people who argue the opposite there. So it's an important distinction, and my, my, my purpose of bringing it up is to um, prevent the common misconception uh, that people have where um, you know these these concepts are conflated, right? People will say, "Oh, well, there you know when we go to heaven one day, there will be no time, right?" Well, that's not necessarily true. Now, perhaps time won't apply in the same way uh, in heaven, right? But as long as there are events occurring, there is, in some sense, going to be time, since events can stand in an earlier than and later than relationship, right? Since you, you'll be doing things in heaven. Uh, there's going to be in some way, shape, or form, time, okay? So uh, again, I don't want to, you know, go over too many people's heads, but I hope this makes you think. If this is hurting your brain, I think that's a good thing since the God uh, that we worship is uh, is magnificent and is so profound in his attributes that when exploring these issues, it should result in uh, in worship, that we understand that God is so great and we can't fathom the great depths and riches of who he is. Yet God in his grace, he has uh, seen fit to reveal to uh, reveal to us something about him such that we can understand and know truly that which he reveals. But of course, uh, when we explore some of the details of some of some of the issues uh, regard regarding the attributes of God, you know, I like to quote Deuteronomy 29, 29, uh, the, the, the secret things belong to the Lord. Of the things that God has revealed belong to us and our children's children. So um, I thank God that he's chosen to reveal himself to us such that we could know what God is like to a certain degree. But ultimately, I don't think that we will ever be in a position to fully, to fully comprehend uh, the entirety of God, right? In, in a very profound sense, in Christian theology, we hold also to the idea of the incomprehensibility of God, the incomprehensibility of God. And that, that doesn't refer to the idea that God is unthinkable, uh, like we're it's unable to co comprehend. The idea really is that that God is un we're not able to fully in His entirety, fully understand God, but we can understand that which He reveals to us. And of course, there's a lot of data that God has revealed to us, and so we try our best to take that data and understand it as we're forming a consistent picture of of how God has described Himself. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Revealed Apologetics podcast. Uh, if you have any questions um, that you would like me to cover in a podcast episode, uh, please email them to me to revealedapologetics at gmail.com. Also, we very much um, appreciate your prayers, and if you wish to support Revealed Apologetics financially, uh, you can by doing so. Um, we have a, a PayPal account set up. Uh, you can... Um, uh, 
help us out financially um, at paypal.me slash revealed apologetics. Paypal.me slash revealed apologetics. And that would be uh, greatly appreciated if, if you were able to help out financially. If not, um, we, we definitely would appreciate uh, prayer. Um, and um, once again, if, if you have any questions uh, that you'd like me to cover, revealed apologetics at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and God bless.